This is Austin, Danny, and Will. Powered through 88.1 The Berg Studios. On demand on 88.1 The Berg SoundCloud. Now, here's Austin Lane, Danny DeBach, and Will Ortner. Yes, it's that time again, your favorite time every single week. It's the Austin, Danny, and Will show live from 88.1 The Berg we're here in the Berg 2 studios. My name is Austin Lane. I got Danny DeBach and Will Ortner sitting right next to me. We have a special episode for you guys today. This is the Super Bowl special, and the, you know the Super Bowl is right around the corner. We're going to be talking Pats, Rams. We're going to be talking about prop bets worth betting. I want to know who Danny's rooting for in the Super Bowl. So let's get right into it. Danny DeBach, how are you doing, my friend? You know, it's great to be here in the Berg 2 studios. A nice, a nice day. We've hit the weekend, and it's about time to watch some great football action. So I'm pretty excited. I'm, I'm hyped for this game. And Will Ortner on the other side of Danny over there. How you doing? Well, you know, I'm just channeling my inner Rebecca Black and just, you know, partying, partying. Yeah! <laughs> it is Friday, but please don't ever do that ever again. No guarantees. <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Let's look into all the things the Super Bowl will be coming and bringing to us on Sunday night, Sunday evening, 3.30 p.m. Let's look at matchups first. This coaching matchup is one to remember for history because you have Bill Belichick, the master game planner, the coach that's been around for so long, and you got the young hotshot, the young gun, Sean McVay down in Los Angeles. We know how committed he is to winning. What do you guys see in this matchup? Some things to note, Bill Belichick versus Sean McVay, head coach. First of all, there's the 33-year difference between the two coaches. You have Bill Belichick, who's 30, who's 33. No, that's Sean McVay. Excuse me. Bill Belichick's 66, and Sean McVay is 33. And it's such a contrasting difference. And, and you got to keep in perspective, Sean McVay, he's new into this. But Bill Belichick, he's been through it a lot, and he's won... As a coach, he's won, if I recall, seven Super Bowls in total. That, he's that, pretty old. That is a, that's a lot of Super Bowls as a head coach and d- defensive coordinator combined. So that's amazing in and of itself. And then you have Sean McVay and, and the, young, the young coach who's fresh out of college virtually. And Did he go to college? Did he go to college? He did. He's been actually. he's been in the league since he was like twenty three. He's only been, like he's been in ten years, but he's twenty three. Where did he go to college? He went to some some randy college out in the middle of nowhere. If I really, yeah. oh okay, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know if you, if you saw if you saw recently there is an there is a video that that's uh, surfaced on the did internet. Did him at like a frat party? It wasn't a frat party. No, it was a football game where Sean McVay was, I believe, playing wide receiver, and then really? the quarterback for the opposing team was none other than, none other than Julian Edelman. Surprisingly. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot he played quarterback before he switched over to wide receiver. Yeah, and how's that worked out for him, Julian Edelman? Well, I mean, you know, a couple Super Bowls, a couple rings, a couple titles. I'd say it's been pretty good for both of them. Yeah, yeah. Sean McVay's got a hot girlfriend. Will, I want to talk about a specific part of this matchup. Which coach would you rather play for? You're the football player. Would you rather play for the old guy who's been here so long that he's getting wrinkly and he's got rings on every single one of his fingers, or would you play for that young guy who's bringing all this new stuff to the table in the NFL? So personally for me, I'm actually going to go with Sean McVay, and because of things that he's done, 
yes, Bill Belichick is great, but Bill Belichick to me, it's not that he like stifles fun, but it's very business like all the time. And as a player, I don't really like that. I like having the ability to, when it's time to be serious, let's be serious. It's business. Let's go do our thing. But let's also have excitement. You see Sean McVay all the time running up and down the field, up and down the field. Uh, when Justin Britt almost got in a fight with Aaron uh, Donald. Sean McVay made sure to run out there and go save his players. And that's showing you that he, one, has excitement. Two, he has a good time and he makes sure to have fun with his players. But three, and most important, he loves his players and he protects his players. New England has always been kind of known for not protecting their... I mean, not not protecting, but they're not always the best at... You know, they'll toss someone away just because they want more money. And I don't think that Sean McVay will do that at least he hasn't proven to yet and I think his players will play for him for that reason my choice is obvious here I'd rather play for the coach who hasn't been accused of cheating and caught cheating in the past if you're not cheating you're not trying though (laughs) what point are you trying to make there come on I mean everyone cheats it's just who gets caught I mean a little bit come on you can cross the lines a little bit I go with Bill Belichick, not as from a fan perspective. Obviously, Will, you got credit because you're a football player here at Central. But as an athlete Humble myself, I, lo- I look for someone who wants to win and, and is fully committed to winning and is willing to do whatever it takes in order to earn that dub. That's why I have to go with Bill Belichick. Why? Because he gets the job done consistently. Where is the proof that he does everything to win? We saw last year... Why did he take uh, that defensive back out of the game? Malcolm Butler. Yeah, Malcolm why did Butler, he not yep. let him play in the game at all? He, I have. I thought he was doing everything he could. Trying to, to prove a point. Hey, you know what I heard also? Not to derail this, but also in a way to bring up two things. You know, uh, Bill Belichick has two brains. What? Have you heard about what? this? So no, it's an SI, right? So Bill Belichick has like a high school buddy, and I can't remember his name, so we should probably look that up at one point. But. So he has like this like high school buddy who's supposed to be a savant, and he's a trend savant. And so when he's in the New England Patriots facilities, he doesn't technically have a job title. He just goes out and does things that Bill asks him to do. And he's been known to pick up trends in the league. And so what Bill Belichick uses him for is when they're going out and going up against, say, the Rams. Not to get too technical, but the Rams play about 90% of – their like plays in 11 personnel 11 personnel is one tight end uh i think it's two two receivers and a running back obviously quarterback five down lineman i believe that adds up to 11 if not it's one more right wide receiver i think yeah i don't know it's one one tight end it's three wide receivers three wide receivers thank you one tight end three wide receivers and what they like to do in certain situations in this is they'll put a tight end and a wide receiver on one side and run certain plays like a fly sweep action. And what they do is when they do this, they are known to get about, they average about five yards each time they run fly sweep a- action, which is why McVay will do this 17, 18 times a game. But so Belichick will use this man to go in, find trends like that, and then that way he can relay down to Belichick, hey, guess what? They're in 11 personnel. This is where they might typically, on this side of the field, in this formation of 11 personnel, they like to do X, Y, Z. And Bill goes, oh, okay. And then he audibles to his defensive players so that they can have the best play to come up with what's most likely to come up next. That's why when you look 
at the Super Bowl that the Seahawks played them against, they knew that in that formation, the Seahawks were going to try and pick with Jermaine Kearse and have Lockett underneath, which I thought was very interesting, and I thought it might be a reason what helps Belichick win certain games that like this. That is a very interesting thing to talk about because there's another situation that I could see happening in this Super Bowl, and that's Brandon Cooks. You know, He was a former Ram, and now he can come over to the Patriots and possibly spill the secrets of uh, New vice England's versa. playbook. So vice versa, yeah, where the Rams could be sort of using something like that to their advantage. Do you think that maybe Brandon Cooks can play a significant role in the Super Bowl? Maybe uh, let Sean McVay know some of the things that Bill Belichick likes to do? Well, so Brandon Cooks is going to have an idea of what they're going to like to do, but I think what's more interesting and where they'll actually look, if you're Sean McVay, they're going to look at when the Rams played the Detroit Lions. And they're going to look at what the Detroit Lions did when they played the New England Patriots this year because head coach Matt Patricia is the old DC for the Patriots. And that might line up to how they play or expect to play against the Rams and how the Rams might expect to play against a Patriot-like defense. So Brandon Cooks, while yes, he does know some things, he's not going to know everything, and Belichick and Brady are going to know this, and they're going to come in prepared, and they'll use slightly different lingo, slightly different hand signals. They'll do different stuff, because if this was true, then every team in the league would be like, oh, let's go grab some Patriot player to go after them and attack them this way, and I just don't see that as being a feasible long-term option. Well, last year, the young versus old matchup at head coach Doug Peterson versus Bill Belichick. We saw who won that. Ferndale's finest. Let's look at the quarterback matchup. Last year, Nick Foles coming in and beating the Tom Brady-led Patriots. Danny, do you think that Jared Goff can do the same thing this year? I have been impressed with Jared Goff, especially in how he's been able to come back in, in games where the game depended on him to lead a drive, and he would do exactly that. But he wasn't playing against the greatest of all time in Tom Brady. When you have two quarterbacks who are who are as experienced and inexperienced as these two are, there is a difference between coming in the clutch as far as Brady's concerned and Goff because Jared Goff, sure he had a few comeback drives against the Saints to put them in position to win the game. Yes, I agree with that. But still, Tom Brady has done it so often, so many times in so many big games. That's why... I believe that Brady has the edge over Goff here be just because of that experience factor. And, you know, it's not only about that quarterback matchup, but also at running back, we've seen these teams sort of rely on the run. And early in this season, we thought Todd Gurley would be a huge difference maker. But now we're seeing C.J. Anderson kind of break out of his shell. Todd Gurley has taken a step back. We don't know what, really what's going on with him. And on the other side of the ball was Sony Michelle for the Patriots. And then... Um, their backup running back, I'm re, re, uh, forgetting his name. James White. James White, that deadly combo on that as well. You know, that's another matchup you have to look at. It might not be about the quarterbacks in this game. It might be about that running game. But specifically looking at the Rams running game, what's going on with Todd Gurley? Is C.J. Anderson just such a good role player in this system and it's making him look good? Or is it just proof that no matter who runs in Sean McVay's offense, they'll do good? Look at what C.J. Anderson before he came to the Rams. He was with the Denver Broncos, and he led. He helped lead Denver to two Super Bowls, and they won one in, in, in the end in the second one. And he has the playoff experience. He knows what it takes to go deep into the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. And, 
you need that that veteran presence if you're the Los Angeles Rams. So he clear this was a great addition midseason for this LA Rams team as far as the rushing is concerned. Let's take a look at who the Patriots lost to in the during the season. They lost to Detroit, who had a bruising running back in Carrion Johnson that rushed for over a hundred yards. And then well, let's let's take away the Miami game because that was a pure fluke. And then you had Jalen Samuels for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was a bruising back who was able to to ground a, a few hard yards. So it's the running game that's really hurt the Patriots as far as the defensive side of the ball is concerned. And that's why this Rams offense they have they not only have they have beef with C.J. Anderson who can who can pound for a bunch of yards, but you also got a slashy runner in Todd Gurley who has the speed and can go from ten to a, to a hundred just like that. Will, you're a big Aaron Donald fan. Huge. Huge Aaron Donald Huge fan. man crush. Did, you, did si- you see that picture of him, yes. by the way? He is huge. He's six just pack. as big as your fandom of him. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Who has a six-pack at 300 pounds? <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> he should be Aquaman, not Jason Momoa. Goodness Will showed gracious. me this picture of him uh, the other day when we were in class, and he said, man, I wish I looked like that. Oh, no, 100%. <laughs> Huge, yeah, no, Literal huge animal. Aaron Aaron Donald fan, and yeah, now he makes not, my sports pants. We're not tight. in here every week looking at uh, film of the Patriots' offensive line, but what do you think that Rams' defensive line will bring into this game? And you're an offensive lineman yourself. How important is it to not only create holes in the running game but protect your quarterback? Well, and again, I am biased towards the O line, as you have said, and I really think this game is going to come down to if the Patriots. O-line can stop the Rams D-line. Much like how it was when the Rams played the Saints, the issue that Tom Brady has always proven is that he cannot throw outside the pocket. When he is fine and he is safe and he's standing upright, he is one of the best, if not the best, throwers to ever grace, you know, the gridiron. So then, when I look at this, if Aaron Donald, Ndamukong Sue, uh, Ibukum from... He's an Eastern kid, local yeah, kid, yeah, local yeah, kid. That's right. And Fowler can find ways to just get in the passing lanes, can find a way to get to Brady. Could that be the difference between winning and losing this game? And I feel like it is. So I do feel to a degree that the Patriots are going to lean on this run game so that they can find a way to work in their play-action pass game and find ways to at least make the D-lineman read and make sure that it is a pass or it is a run. Now, when I go and I look at the L.A. Rams side of things, I'm interested to see how long this break gave Todd Gurley time to get healthy. Because to me, when I watch him out there, he seems like he's fighting through stuff. I don't know what the what it is, but just from my personal opinion, and I'll take any flack if I'm completely wrong and he's just having a you know a horrible time right now, he seems banged up and he seems like he's fighting through things which has led to the emergence of a C.J. Anderson. And if you can find a way to get Todd Gurley at least somewhat healthy, somewhat to looking like what he used to look like, then you have a two-headed rushing attack that is going to be coming after the Patriots, which then sets up Sean McVay and Jared Goff's favorite thing, the play-action pass, which makes, which is where they get most of their yards from. So I'm very excited to see what happens and kind of the chess match that these coaches do to put their, you know, their X factors, their stars into the best positions possible. And speaking of Todd Gurley, we just got a notification from ESPN about a half hour ago 
says Gurley is fully recovered for the Super Bowl. He's feeling 100% and is expected to play a big role versus the Patriots, according to head coach Sean McVay. So that's going to be fun to watch to see if Gurley can sort of have a bounce back here in the playoffs. But looking at the Patriots, I have to agree and disagree a little bit with you, Will. I think that Rams D-line trying to get in and get pressure to Tom Brady is going to make a huge difference in the game. But I think this game relies on the Rams' secondary, how they can go against the Brady passing game. If he's forced to pass the ball and they can't rely on the run because of that tough D-line, it's going to be up to Marcus Peters and company to shut down the passing lanes, You know, take Julian Edelman out of the game, take Rob Gronkowski out of the game. Something that we saw late in that AFC Championship against the Ch- uh, Chiefs game was letting the Patriots pass down the field on you, and that's basically the reason they let the Patriots come back in that game. I think the Rams have a little bit better of a secondary than the Chiefs, and I think that's the difference in this one. I have the Rams winning solely based on their D-line, closing down running gaps, forcing Tom Brady to pass, getting pressure on him, and forcing him to make bad passes, which then your secondary is there to get the picks and to get the swats and everything and shut down everything that the Patriots offense has in store for this game. 100%. I agree with you because if they can hold off, if they can make sure that they have good coverage for at least two or three seconds, that's going to ensure time for guys like Aaron Donald and Adamakin Sue and Dante Fowler because they can get into the backfield real quick, real fast. So I think that is, I think that's another huge key. To me, I lean in the trenches, you lean out in the wide receivers, corners, safeties, DBs, and I think we're on the same page here. We're not even disagreeing. Yeah, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. Why? Look at it this way. I, I, will, I will give you this, Will, that in the games that the Patriots have lost in the postseason, it has come as a result of the, def- of the D-line caving in on Brady. Just look at the Super Bowls where the D-line play in all those games that they lost played a factor in them losing. Look at the Giants in both both the two games they had. It was the defensive rush of the Giants that caved in on Tom Brady, and that's why the Giants were able to beat them. Because he can't throw when he moves outside the pocket. He is the greatest pocket passer ever, and he might be the worst on the run passer ever. To be fair, Will, he does have 1,000 career rushing yards. You forgot You're right. that. You're right. I'm sorry. I forgot. In his 18 years, <laughs> he has found a way to rush for 1,000. It's a You're miracle. Right. He's going to go off all Lamar Jackson in this game. <laughs> I can't wait till he runs a 100-yard QB sneak. <laughs> You've got me there, Danny. There's actually a prop bet going into this game on if Tom Brady will be the first touchdown in the game. Like, not a like, pass. Not a pass. Not a pass. Rushing? Yeah. Like if he runs much, it in himself. Yeah, no. I gotta not find. T- I'm not taking that bet. You know, no. the, I, I want to know all these I think prop it, bets. I think it's like a forty dollar bet for a two thousand dollar return if Ooh, you hit that. Yeah, no thanks. Well, to be fair, Brady is a great quarterback at sneaking on fourth and short. That's true. He's able to pick up the first down whenever he needs to. But remember, in the AFC Championship game, before most of the com- of all the the headlines and crazy outcomes that occurred, there was a fourth down and one that the Patriots needed to convert to keep, the dri- to keep a drive alive. And the Patriots, and the, this was when the Chiefs were up 21-17. The Chiefs' defense was respecting the sneak so much that they allowed Sony Michelle to run easily up the middle for a touchdown. So it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Brady scored the first touchdown of the game. But oh, come on now. 
Come but, on now. But hang on. Hang Come on, on now. There's so many options. But yeah, add you to could have point. Todd Gurley at full health run it in, CJ Anderson to throw him off. If the Rams start with the ball, there's no telling if they'll score first or not. Tom Brady is not going to run it in for the first score. The Patriots just drive down the field, and they're able to just simply matriculate that ball down that football field on that Rams D line. A word. I it's, like it. It's it's it, <laughs> and if they have the ball at the one yard line, I wouldn't be surprised to see Brady sneak it in. All right, it's time for our weekly game, and this week's game is Super Bowl prop bets. Woo! So we're gonna, we're gonna right. give I our best. Right, I enjoy gambling fakely. Don't worry, <laughs> yeah, a, just a, I'm just not actually I'm not actually putting money on here. <laughs> I I might be tempted to go for a couple of these, but let's look. I would at, if I wasn't bound <laughs> at the most fun prop bets we got this week. I know you guys will like this one. Starting off with. Yes or no, will Dilly Dilly be said during a Bud Light commercial during the Super Bowl? 100%. If it is really? not said, I will be so upset. The odds are in the uh, favor of the yes. So you no, have to 100%. bet more money to make money if you say yes. 100%. There is no it's such a big doubt marketing in campaign. my mind. Yeah. Everyone, everyone says, says dilly dilly. Yeah, everyone says I have a roommate who has a Dilly Dilly shirt. <laughs> everyone <laughs> says Dilly Dilly. Everyone loves Dilly Dilly commercials. There's no way they will not say Dilly You'd Dilly. You never know when they'll start a new marketing campaign, no. though, and the Super Bowl's a perfect time for that. I just, I don't they, see them changing. What if they say, like, it's been so successful? What if they're talking about, like, last year's Super Bowl and they say Philly Philly or something like that? <laughs> what <laughs> if they don't actually say Dilly Dilly, but they play words off of it? They, uh, I don't it's know. It's possible. I. Dilly Dilly. They will say Dilly Dilly. <laughs> there will be Budweiser Clydesdales. I know it. All right. Yeah, we'll without see. a doubt. Yeah. Where where in on this planet will you go and someone will not say Dilly Dilly? It's I know. everywhere. Dilly Dilly. Right here on this podcast. <laughs> it's going to happen in the Super Bowl. There will be a commercial. H- heck, I wouldn't even be surprised if Tony Romo said Dilly Dilly. Oh my god. Gosh, does that count for the prop bets? <laughs> Shoot, I don't it know. It says, dude. will Dilly Dilly be said, oh, I've, not not no. during the Super Bowl, during a Bud Light commercial. Okay, see. There's well, another one with a Bud Light commercial, too. I enjoyed too. Dilly Dilly last night. <laughs> <laughs> There's another prop bet on Bud Light commercials. How many 30-second commercials will feature the Bud Knight? Have you seen that guy yet? Yeah, the Bud Knight. Yeah, uh, it's over under one and a half, so uh, there'll either be one or zero or two or more. Uh... <laughs> There's going to be one, because there's for sure going to be, like, four or five Bud Light commercials. Yeah, yeah. I would say at least, I'm going to go, I'm going to go one. I don't think they'll hit it for all three. I think they're going to keep with so the So you're going with the under. No. no. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're it's wrong. over? Well, you're wrong. Here's, I'm wrong. Here's you, why. There's going to be multiple be a Bud Night Dilly Dillies. There's going to be a story to this. Oh, he has a good Ooh. point. There's going to be a story. Most, your commercials three. do tell you a know story. What? There's going to be three. think about that. There's going to be three of them. Right. That's a great That's a great point. You know I'm calling what? it three. All right. You just changed his pick. I'm not going to change my pick. Oh, wow. However, I do agree with you. I'm going to stick with it. This is much like Ride when- it out? Yeah, it's like when you uh, take a test and then you go back through and you're like- well, That's probably should wrong. I change it? Should I not? <laughs> I think you're right, but I'm going to leave it just in case so that if I am right, I can brag. Yeah, you'll have bragging rights, which I doubt will happen, Will. I'm basically <laughs> out here hedging my bets. I'm, picking, <laughs> I'm out here picking A and B. Now, do you get in trouble from the NCAA if someone just copies all your bets for you and just takes your advice? You can't get in trouble for that, right? Uh, They're betting. I do not bet. You don't uh, bet. I do not you bet. Don't bet on anything. <laughs> uh, Mark Emmert, I don't bet. <laughs> I right. do not bet. Next prop bet. Will Adam Levine be wearing a hat at the beginning of the Maroon 5 halftime show? If you go through and look at pictures of him online, there's not really many with a hat, but you know, you never know when a guy just wants to wear a hat. We're all wearing hats right now. 
You that never know true. when someone wants to wear a hat. All different teams. Well, I feel I like mean, Adam Levine's the kind the of guy team. that wants to do his hair and make it look good and show off his nice hairstyle. I don't think he'll wear a hat. I, I don't think so. Either. I don't think I've seen him wear a hat. He doesn't seem like a hat guy. He's like a music guy, and music guys aren't usually hat guys. Like yeah. sport guys are hat guys. He's not a hat guy. He's not bald either, so he wants to show off those luscious locks. As someone who's bald most of the hair. time. You have hair. Well, I used to be bald, let's be it's honest. like self-bald, though. Like, you chose to be bald. You're not, like, forced Yeah, you're to not, like, my I'd, hair's falling out. Yeah, no, I'd like, love you to have show hair. it. I love to show my hair, so I'm going to take the no as well. All right, next Hey, prop, we agreed. Next prop bet is... Uh, Another miracle. On, again, on Maroon 5, it's what song they're going to perform first. So think of... All the best Maroon 5 songs of all time. I can only think of like three. But, uh, I can you know, literally think of one. You know the old one? She will be loved. You know that one? That was a beautiful voice. Thank you. you a little bit better than Danny's. Your voice, I dare say, is like a mixture of Fergie and Jesus. <laughs> oh <laughs> I'm going to take that as a compliment, but I'm a little confused. It should be a compliment. You should take Fergie's that as a compliment. Anyway, anyway if they it? play that beautiful rendition that I just did first, you will get $1,500 if you bet $100 on that. Really? That's, that's a and it's money. because it's an older song by them. If they do a new, you know, they have like One More Night, Makes Me Wonder, Sugar, Animals, uh, Girls Like You, Moves Like Jagger, the newer ones. Those are on the little bit uh, less money if you bet on those. How would Girls Like You be a great I don't think it's going to be Girls. Halftime no, show. it can't be that one. I, can't especially be. I'm thinking She Will Be Loved. Especially Cardi B's no. not out there. If you think of the think song Cardi She B. Will Be Loved, there's no way they'll open with that, right? I'd be pretty surprised. Payphone I is $1,000 on a $100 I, bet. I could see Sugar. I could see Sugar. Yeah. I, think, like, I could you see know, moves like Jagger, yeah. and then they bring out Mick Jagger. At the start, though, they As already, they already oh, have. Yeah, they do it like they, halfway through. They already yeah. have Travis Scott. Oh, they do? I didn't I know I 100% think Travis Scott will sing some part of sicko mode. Here's the question. When is Drake going to get one? Yeah, Ooh. Drake is huge. He has got to be up for a Super Bowl halftime. Well, show hang soon. on a second. The Super Bowl halftime shows—they're—they're they're about five years behind musically. They always come up with guys that are five years from from their prime. Let's be honest. Well, it's also who will take it. That's true. <laughs> sorry, I'm here just distracting. You go ahead. <laughs> say your point. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. But but usually they're five years behind. So I'd say. Five Super Bowls from now, Drake is going to finally have his own Super Bowl halftime show. I'm calling it. He'll hit a little Five years from now. He'll hit a little. That'll be Super Bowl 58. We'll have to wait and see. Totally just derailed that whole thing. I'm sorry. Next prop bet. The derailer. It's okay. I'll get you back on track. Call me the derailer. Next prop bet for Austin, Danny DeBach, and the derailer, Will Ordner, is still sticking to the uh, halftime Super Bowl performance. Maroon 5 might perform Sweet Victory. So the prop bet here, and you get $3,000... On a $100 bet, if you vote yes, if SpongeBob makes an appearance, will he kneel in protest? What? Wait, hold what on. So, like, when the... they sing Sweet oh. Victory, there will be a SpongeBob caricature that will Probably kneel. someone in, like, a SpongeBob suit or something along those lines. Or maybe on the video screen or something. This seems like an interesting bet. I'm... No. You have to bet... I'm going to say no. You have to bet $20,000 to get a $100 return on saying no. So it's basically guaranteed he's not going to do it. No, yeah, and that's the thing. I'm going to say no because I feel like the NFL highly regulates what they do. Like, even Lady Gaga didn't do anything, and she's pretty active out there. She's an activist. Maroon 5 isn't known for being activists. So there's just no way, I would think, right? Like, I mean, that would be pretty funny. Yeah. How funny would it be if SpongeBob rips his head off in his Kaepernick? 
<laughs> and he rips the rips the whole thing off, and he's wearing a Kaepernick jersey too. Oh, that would be so great! And then he With kneels like and some Nikes on his feet. feet. Oh my! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! That's right. that's the way they that announced would... that he got signed to like <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers again. <laughs> oh man! All right, that would next, be something else. Next prop bet. I like this one. Um, you know how they always show like how a team gets to the Super Bowl. There's a yes or no on will CBS show a replay of the missed pass interference call on the Rams versus the Saints. A hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent chance. Okay, there's no way it's like such a huge story. You have to talk about it. Yeah, at least a little bit. Next bet, we got the deadly combo of Jim Nance and Tony Romo for this game. I'm so excited for that. I love these guys. Tony. But the but the bet here is the over under of two and a half for how many times they say Gronk. Oh, specifically two and a half? Gronk. Yeah, two what? and a half. I'm oh. gonna take the over. I'm taking the over because if he has a good game, they're gonna mention it. Yeah, and if they don't. If he doesn't have a good game, they're going to mention it. 100%. I I take the over. No, Gronk is not going to be involved in this game, and they're going to call him Gronkowski. When he's on, he's he's Gronk. But when he's off, he's simply Gronkowski. I'm going to take the under in this I game. have a question. Yeah. This just popped up into my noggin. Just pulled it out. Found it there, right? What are the odds that they do? They're going to talk about the Rams, Saints, yeah. final P.I., what are the odds they talk about the Des Bryant no catch? Because Tony Romo's calling the game. Ooh, Ooh I'd say seventy five percent. I feel like no. they will talk about it because yeah. they will ask Tony Romo. Like Jim Nance is going to be over there. You know, Tony, what about what are you? You went through this. What do you think about all of this stuff? I a hundred percent think that it will get brought up. It's the no. closest play that you can think of when you're talking about it. And the man is right there. You gotta ask. Yeah, hundred percent. I think seventy five percent there. That's a divisional playoff game. That's irrelevant right now. All right, let's stick with irrelevant. Tony Romo. Will a play Tony Romo predicts result in a touchdown? <laughs> That's a prop bet. That's actually a prop bet. What am I getting? See, I would that? be. What like, am I getting? I would be ex- so excited as a color commentator to have a prop bet, uh, like specifically for that. They have that prop bets that on shows everything. that he like has so much knowledge. He's like, clout. There's a prop bet on if you predict a touchdown correctly. Like, come on. Well, he doesn't usually predict touchdowns. He predicts the play. Like, what but play if it is, is a touchdown, happen. yeah. So, like, if he says, oh, it's going to be a dive to the right and uh, Sony Michelle takes it the distance, that he'll get that counts? Or is it going to be like, oh, he's going to throw a touchdown here to Gronk? Well, how does that work? In, keep in mind no what happened in the AFC Championship before Rex Burkhead scored. The touchdown, Tony Romo specifically said it's going to be a run play, and sure enough, the legendary yeah, touchdown feel was like, called by Tony Romo. I feel like everyone in Vegas that bets on this will be hoping that he just says, oh, it's going to be a pass down the middle, and then if it's a pass like anywhere away from the sideline, they're going to argue that it's that's a win, right? I would think so. It sounds so, a little rough for Vegas so to I'm taking, put the bet on that. If that's how it is worded, yeah. I'm taking the bet. It literally if says, will a play Tony Romo predicts result in a touchdown, yes or no? If that, I think that counts then. Yeah. So I would take that bet. 100%, I think I'm taking some money out of this. I was going to, to bring up the question of Tony Romo, if he were to, to predict incorrectly, would it still count? But Tony Romo is never wrong, so yeah. we can scrap that idea entirely because Tony Romo knows everything about what's going to happen before every play transpires, let's be honest. All right, two more prop bets before we get out of here for the week. Second to last is a classic. What color Gatorade will be poured on the winning coach? You got lime green, yellow, orange, blue, red, 
clear or water or purple. Purple is the biggest uh, return on bet. It's $1,000 on a $100 bet, and then clear and water is $400, and then it goes down from there. I'm going to say red. No. It's just a I'm random I'm going to go guess. lime green. I'm just going to say red. I'm going to go lime green. I have some intel. I'm I going, don't. <laughs> I'm full of BS. I'm going to go with blue. Why? Because the Patriots have used blue before. I believe they're going to win this game. And just looking at past Super Bowl history, they've used blue, blue Gatorade liquid before. So I'm going to go with blue. Last year on Doug Peterson, it was yellow, if that changes your guys' picks. No, I'm staying no, with the yellow. No. I'm going to go Pink. red. All right, last prop bet and probably the funniest one on here for me. This is $1,200 on a $100 bet if you say no. Uh, excuse me, if you say yes. Will Tom Brady announce his retirement after the game? <laughs> 100% no. He's already said he's going to play till 45. No. Never know. If the there's, guy wins it, he's, there's no he's way. No the, way. He's feeling the emotions. Dude, he's feeling like it's the right time. Dude, he might win one next year. They've basically got everyone returning. The only old guy is him. I feel like with what happened last year between him and Belichick, that little area where they weren't getting along as well as uh, as the pass, he might pull something like that on him, sort of just change all his offseason plans, like tell him, I'm going to be here for another five years as long as my body allows it, and then say, actually, I'm good with uh, seven rings. I don't know, dude. I feel like Brady's the type of guy that's literally going to die on the sideline. Like, he will die before he gives it up. Like, what else does he have to do? He's yeah. going to go home and just sit around with his kids, kissing them on the mouth? <laughs> nah, he's just going to... wife. He's going <laughs> to f- find a way to keep playing. He pays, like, so much money. He pays, like, a million dollars a year for, like, keeping his body good. Yeah. He's going to stick around. He's not done yet. He wants to push it to 45. Shoot, he might try and push it to be the oldest player to ever play in the league. That'd be saving something. The oldest player was George Bland at 48. He I could, could push see, it. I could see Brady. So you don't, don't see him retiring? Good. No, no there's, that, that's not even a question. I'm going out on a limb. If the Patriots win this game, Tom Brady announces his retirement. Just give me <laughs> your $100 now. We'll I, take it. Put it I wish pocket. I had $100. Trust me, I would bet on this if I had <laughs> the money. <laughs> put if it I had the money for it. Put it in my pocket. I'm not betting with you. There's, of course you know. not, because that'd be against NCAA regulations. Yeah, We'd of, never course, like of course, yeah. of course. Of course not. All right, well, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Austin, Danny, and Will. We'll be back next week. Probably talking again about the Super Bowl, what we saw after the Rams win this one and steal the ring away from Brady and Belichick. Uh, I can see no. into the future no. right now, but we'll be back next week. So Danny DeBach, Will Ortner, I'm Austin Lane. We'll catch you guys later. Love you, Mom. <laughs>